The Lord be with you. And also lift up your hearts. We lift them up to friends near and far. We welcome you to this Sunday service of ordered worship in the nave of Marsh Chapel, Boston University. The liturgy, homily, and music are offered in the praise of God for our gathered congregation here at 735 Commonwealth Avenue, for our New England radio audience through WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership around the globe live at WBUR.org. We encourage your written or emailed responses, your prayerful and material support, your self-identification with chosen forms of ministry, and as the Spirit moves, your presence with us for worship. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
us pray. Almighty God, we, your servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. Give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. Beloved, you are invited during the Kyrie to offer your own prayers of confession. Our age is much as, or more than, any other. Hungers for the language of contrition, longs for a spirit of compunction, yearns for the courage of confession. From the head of the Charles out to the heart of the country, we sing the one thing needful in a time of various forms of ruin, political, financial, personal, and spiritual, a desire for pardon. Let us pray. Hear good news, tis a gift to be loving, tis the best gift of all. Like a gentle rain, love falls and covers all. And when we find ourselves in the place just right, twill be in a valley of love and delight. When true, simplicity is gain. To bow and to bend, we shan't be ashamed. To turn, turn will be our delight. 
till by turning, turning, we come round right. If we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thanks be to God. Let us read responsively verses from Psalm 78 with the antiphon. people to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old. Things that we have heard and known, that our ancestors have told us. We will not hide them from their children. We will tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. And now, people of God, rise up in body as you are able, but certainly in heart, for the singing of the Gloria Dei and the reading of the Gospel. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew, chapter 21, verses 23 through 32. Glory to you, O Lord. When he entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I will also ask you one question. If you tell me the answer, then I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it of human origin? And they argued with one another. If we say, from heaven, he will say to us, why then did you not believe him? But if we say, of human origin, we are afraid of the crowd, for all regard John as a prophet. 
So they answered Jesus, We do not know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. He answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind and went. The father went to the second and said the same, and he answered, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, The first. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him, and even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. What do you think? A man had two sons. Beauty opens the world to grace. Beauty may prepare you for the gospel of faith, the faith of the gospel. Beauty is a preparatio evangelium, a preparation for the gospel. And so Bach is a prelude to faith. You will recognize the two sons of today's parable, one strong and one weak, one secular and one religious, one compliant and one defiant, one directly negative and one indirectly positive, one comes to faith. Nineteen-year-olds, strong and secular and stepping away from their first identity, recognize our gospel's dilemma, whether to say a meek yes to cradle religion when the heart is steadfastly in the no column, or whether to speak up, to rise up, that is to stay away, to stay in bed on a Sunday morning, and so to be honest to God, if not happy in God. I walk past snoring dorms full brother every Sunday morning. 41-year-olds, conditioned and religious, and doubting in the pew, recognize our gospel's dilemma whether to say a meek yes to biblicist religion when the mind stays steadfastly in the no column, or whether to rise up, that is to step away from the fundamentalism that has swamped American religion today like a hurricane turning good cities into mud, or to stay put, to smile, to murmur sola scriptura, and so to be dishonest to God as well as unhappy in God. For 30 years, we have served in churches among such good folks, struggling souls, every Sunday morning. 65-year-olds who have avoided pride and falsehood since 1968, but when it comes to faith, have succumbed to sloth, to a kind of personal laziness, a deadly personal ennui, recognize our gospel's dilemma. Whether, having said a good, honest, heartfelt no some years ago, whether to look real hard then at what condition your condition is in, and then whether how hard this is to think again. About what? About love about meaning, about God, about eternity, about faith. It takes a leap. And the leap itself takes some preparation. When it comes to faith, there is always a leap involved, and that leap requires preparation. Paul Newman charmed us for 50 years, You remember when he sat next to Robert Redford on a high cliff in the natural beauty of the great western mountains, in earshot of a beautiful musical score, in the theatrical representation 
of the beauty of friendship, in the ter terrific beauty of a liminal moment of choice, in the playful beauty of rhetorical humor, they the two faced a leap which could drown or save. I can't swim, said Redford. Are you crazy? The fall will kill you, chortled Newman. And off they went, and over they went. Faith requires a leap. And leaps require preparation. Our colleague Peter Berger has written about this preparation. I can find in human reality certain intimations of God's speech, signals, unclear though they are, of his presence, joy expressed in great music, which seeks eternity, the human propensity to order, which appears to correlate with an order in the universe, the immensely suggestive experience of play and humor, the irrepressible human propensity to hope, the certainty of some moral judgments, and last but not least, the experience of beauty. Beauty prepares us for faith. Bach is a prelude to the gospel. When you stand before your grandchild in the hour of birth, you might think about that. When you look into your father's eyes as he lies critically ill, you might think about that. When you realize that you have found a real friend, one real friend, a lot for one lifetime, you might think about that. When you look at your beautiful country in a mess and wonder whether you should bestir yourself to write a check or make a phone call, you might think about that. When a sunset seizes you, when a poem teases you, when a sermon freezes you, you might think about that. It takes a leap. Faith always takes a leap. The beauty of our gospel today, in part, is found in its silence about what caused Brother One to take his leap, to turn around, to come back, to seize, I mean to be seized by, the power of love. We do not know. Only Matthew tells this story. His telling is then misremembered in five different versions in its textual history. Its challenge and promise are the same, that the irreligious can often be awakened to a realization of spiritual need, while those who are more righteous are sometimes impervious to the gospel and make no progress beyond the formal morality which they already possess. Something beautiful may have prepared our brother, just as Bach may prepare you today. Bach may lift your soul. Bach may lift your soul beyond youthful grunge. Bach may raise your soul out of religious hiding. Bach may sear your soul with beauty and call you out of 40 years of spiritual sloth. It would not be the first time. Today we hear a song of thanksgiving, a grateful, a beautiful anthem. Bach's cantatas, in fact, were conceived and should be regarded not as concert pieces at all, but as musical sermons, and they were incorporated as such in regular Sunday church services. I wonder whether the beautiful holiness of this music will touch you. I know that you swore an oath on your last visit to the Vietnam Memorial that you had turned your back on all that, all this, all gospel, all God. I know. I did the same. But I wonder whether there is preparation this morning for your return. I wonder, too, whether the flat building, shallow music, one-dimensional fundamentalism you overhear as faith has soured you. I know. It did me too. But I wonder whether this is a preparation this morning for your return. I believe that it may be. I know that the lonely, awkward wastelands of freshman year can make you question 
anything lovely and lasting and question whether there is anything lovely and lasting. I know they did me as well. But I wonder whether there is here for you this morning a preparation for your return. Son, go and work in the vineyard today. And he answered, I will not. But afterward, he repented and went. Amen.
May we greet and thank our musicians, choristers, and instrumentalists this morning. As well, we draw your attention to the notices printed in your bulletin. To those, we add a recognition that today we receive a special offering on behalf of hurricane victims along the Gulf Coast. We have an opportunity to respond to that difficulty by sponsoring flood buckets. Contributions may be made in the envelopes in your bulletin and placed in the offering plate during the offertory. As we are moved and able, let us offer our gifts to the service of God. our souls and our spirits, in all we love and all we learn, in all we plan and all we do, to offer you our labors and their fruits, our pleasures and delights and our sorrows and comforts to you. Work through them and in this worshiping community to make tangible in us your love for all people, all creation. 
To you, O God, we pray in the name of the love you first gave us, Jesus Christ. Amen. of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be and abide with each one of us now and forevermore. Amen.